Hello and welcome to NSTA, the bus stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I am Kurt Mackison, Executive Director. Just want to remind folks about the NSTA DERA program. That's the Diesel Emissions Reduction Act. NSTA is a program that school bus contractors can get rebates for clean diesel buses, electric vehicles, vehicles powered by propane or compressed natural gas. If you're interested in the NSTA DERA program, please contact the office at 703-684-3200. Now, today at NSTA, the bus stop, we're continuing our month of March series on women in transportation, and this is for Women's History Month. We're so pleased to have Lori Simpson, Association Affinity Manager for Keystone, as well as Linda Neff. Director of School Transportation for Keystone. So, ladies, welcome to NSTA The Bus Stop. Thank you, Thank Kurt. You, Kurt. Thanks for having us. It's nope, great my to join pleasure. you. Now, you know, I usually start off these podcasts with, you know, giving a little bit of the background of the company so our listeners are familiar if they're first-time listener. So, Lori, why don't you start off with telling us a little bit about Keystone? Sure. And, uh, again, thank you for having us with you today. I think it's great to be here, one, uh, to celebrate the achievements of women across the world on this International Women's Day, too. And I just want to take an opportunity to mention that. But Keystone, actually, we started back in 1983. And actually, that date sticks with me because that was actually the year my daughter was born. So I wasn't with Keystone then. But four independent insurance agencies teamed up and they pulled their experience, their expertise, and they came together and put together the Keystone model. Well, that model stayed in effect, and in 1999, Keystone decided to franchise their model, and they added uh, services to strengthen the ways the agencies serve clients uh, through that franchise model. But today, that model has grown, and we are now at almost 300 independent agencies, and that is across 16 states. We do actually write business in all 50 states and employ about 100 staff, I'll say, that support those agencies out of our headquarters and some of our other business offices. They are property and casualty, life and health, group benefits, bonding and surety, risk management operations. So all of those individuals are licensed to conduct business in all 50 states. So basically, Keystone has products, but our value is in our expertise our consultative services, all of which allow us to solve unique challenges for our clients. And that's basically how we come to NSTA to bring that consultative experience. Just so you know, Keystone gets ranked every year, which is an interesting um, exercise. It's basically by the number of agencies as well as the dollars that you have in premium across your agencies. And Keystone's actually been ranked number four on Insurance Journal's 2020 list of the top 20 privately held property and casualty agency partnerships. And why I mention that is because that just shows the strength in our numbers and what we bring to the table as an overall service organization to our partnership associations. One other thing I wanted to mention about Keystone that I think is important to the relationship is that since 2009, autism has been our corporate cause to promote awareness and acceptance of all individuals and families that are impacted by autism. And I bring that up because that uh, allows us to have a little bit of uh, knowledge and experience and, and direct expertise with some of our members of our staff to bring that 
expertise to the members of NSTA when you're talking about your exceptional learners and transporting them. So we do believe that, you know, we uh, support not only that autism as our corporate cause, but we live it every day as well. But I guess probably the biggest thing I want to take away on the back, you to take away on the background of Keystone is that one of our overall value propositions for agencies, carriers, and clients is that at Keystone, we believe that independence works better together. You see that tag phrase on a lot of things that we bring to the association, but that basically is our independent agents, the opportunity to work with independent contractors, all of that. So we bring that all together and bring that expertise. That's great. And I I think one interesting part of the podcast always is not just the uh, background of the companies, which is which is always helpful because I learn, actually learn something new every time I have somebody on about the companies they represent. But the other part is, you know, how folks got their start in the industry, which is always a really interesting listen. So I'm going to kick it over to Linda first to talk about how she got involved in student transportation. Sure, I'd be happy to give you a little background. So I started in the insurance industry right out of college. I was an economics major, and insurance certainly aligns with economics, the trending, the forecasting, pricing, supply and demand. I was hired with a group of 20 recent college graduates in a training program for a large carrier. Ironically, we're talking about Women's um, International Women's Day. In that group of 20, there were two women in that class. And over the years, I've seen the role of women become more dominant in the insurance industry. I've had various jobs and my entire career holding many different positions in insurance. And a a few years ago, I would say 15, I was asked um, when I was at a carrier at the time if I would like to start underwriting school transportation. And I started to, and I, I really enjoyed it. You know, then about five years ago, I started working for Keystone. And I must say, all of the association agents as well as contractors have a common goal, and that is to transport the nation's children going to and from school safely so they are able to have the right to an education. Of course, um, a safe means of transportation is an important right as well. So that makes my job very rewarding and always happy to be involved in that I got involved with school transportation so many years ago. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's great in the the class out of 20, so you had 10, 10% women at that time, which I'm sure is a lot different than it, than it is now. Yes. Um, Lori, I'm going to send it over to you and let us know how you got your start in the yellow bus field. Okay. Very different approach. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually had a 30-year career in human resources and employee benefits, uh, working for a very large healthcare system in Pennsylvania, and change was forced upon me. So I needed to look and, and, and I had to look at myself and say, what would it take to start down a new career path? And quite frankly, uh, a woman, uh, Linda Schlegel-Culver, supported me during my transition. And she provided me at that time with an opportunity to work alongside her as she campaigned for a seat in the Pennsylvania State House of Representatives. And she took that office in 2011, and and she currently serves as chair of several subcommittees. So she had a big impact on me and recognizing where I might want to go. Politics was not it. So mm-hmm. it turns out it was another woman who I had a business relationship with uh, early in my career, Leanne Hawk, who now is the chief operating officer for Keystone. And she encouraged me to take that next step. 
So I asked myself, well, what do I know about a commercial insurance? What do I know about risk management? What do I know about industry associations? It was really very little, but I knew that I could engage with people and build relationships and gain knowledge and understand resources. And Keystone had available many resources that were a great match for these industry groups. So I accepted the challenge and, well, that was 10 years ago. And my role was to enhance the industry association relationships Keystone already had in place and also to develop new ones. Well, Keystone was already in a relationship with NSTA at the time. And I felt like, well, I think I can add value. So school transportation became a focus as one of my two longstanding relationships. And those have both been in place for nearly 25 years with Keystone. But the industry welcomed me as the newcomer. And believe me, you know, it's not easy to change career paths, but they answered my questions. They didn't judge me. They challenged me, but they were always willing to provide me with guidance. And so I have stuck with the school transportation industry and value that every day. And actually, I think my grandsons are going to get to ride the yellow bus next year. So we'll see how that all plays out. I'll have some experience to bring to the table there. So that's how I got started with the industry. And it, and it's in- interesting, you know, once you get involved in yellow bus, just how much you observe, you know, about the industry. So you, when driving now, kind of identify who manufactured a bus and who's running the bus and, you know, the different types of buses. So yeah, it is, it, it is unique. It opens your eyes for sure. I do want to pivot a little bit to insurance and probably our least favorite topic, but one that's... Um, <laughs> We obviously can't ignore, and that's the pandemic. Not insurance. I wasn't saying insurance was our least favorite topic. The pandemic <laughs> is our least favorite topic. But insurance, like everything else, some people might think that I don't. Some, you know, pandemic has affected everything, you know, throughout this country, and insurance included. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Lori, and, and talk about how, you know, COVID 19 has affected the insurance industry. Yeah, I'll talk to that a little bit. And then it would be great if Linda chimes in too then, Kurt. But from a Keystone's perspective, we came through 2020 actually very strong financially. Keystone was able to make some adjustments along the way. Having an independent agency network across the nation, agents were able to refocus and adapt to doing their business through Zoom. It allowed them to stay close to home, but it allowed them to continue their business commitments so they were able to be visible to their clients. And and I think that I heard our senior leadership actually say that not only did we come through 2020 very strong financially, but strategically and emotionally stronger. And and so that came from David Bodker. And he really feels that it gave us an opportunity to reset, to, to really look at what our vision was going to be moving forward. And Quite honestly, I heard him say in an address to our team earlier this year, he basically said that they want to be, Keystone wants to be, the leading insurance network, providing strength and stability to independent agencies across the globe. So we're exploring those opportunities. And actually, Linda and I are on a task force that we're exploring opportunities in Canada. So it, it looks like we may be moving internationally. And I think that, you know, while we may have been on that same path, I think that having the opportunity to adapt and change to be more virtual in the the last year has really allowed us to move much more quickly in that 
manner because we don't actually have to be physically there to do it. We can do it virtually. So I think from that perspective, Keystone has come through that. I think the other thing and just talking about the future and and coming through the pandemic, we have a group called Emerging Leaders, and that group has also stayed very focused and very attentive to what needs to happen as far as mentorship and collaboration with others, keeping the ideas flowing and um, keeping basically empowering those that need to move forward so that agencies don't dwindle, but someone's there to take their place or take them on as they move forward. So I just think there's been a lot just from the operational side of Keystone. But I I think probably Linda can talk a little bit more about the insurance as a uh, an industry, not so much the Keystone component. Linda, go go ahead. Let us us, uh, have the benefit of your insight. Sure. So it's been interesting. The insurance industry definitely has been impacted by the pandemic. I think it was last reported that the total net income drop of um, P&C insurers was over 27%. And of course, there are drastic drops in on returns of investment as well. So of course, with the low interest rate and depressed premiums, you know, that drives that result. And the industry was not only dealing with the pandemic, but also losses from civil unrest and natural disasters. So, you know, this does come down and, you know, does infect our our school transportation business a bit. You know, we think of workers' compensation. A lot of contractors, of course, need workers' compensation. And those lines may have been affected. You know, the states regulate workers' compensation. And there have been some states that even passed legislation that would consider a COVID, a, uh, consider COVID a work-related injury, 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 excuse me, for essential workers. We don't know the long-term effects on COVID at this point. So, you know, we're carefully watching the workers' comp market right now. I'm, I'm not aware of a, a COVID claim by made by any of our contractors, but um, I'm certainly watching. And of course, you know, the auto industry, I think, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, the buses weren't running and the autos weren't running, but 2020 is coming off 2019, which um, was one of the worst commercial auto results in 20 years. And uh, of course, auto, you know, includes buses. So insurance rates are affected by industry results. So, you know, being that we came off a pretty bad year in 2019, we had 2020, which, you know, no buses were running. However, we're seeing some early results that frequency did decline. However, the severity of losses rose. And this was due to people were driving at higher speeds, maybe not wearing a seatbelt. We see a lot of losses, um, larger losses where people were smoking marijuana. And then we see claims from earlier years having reserve increases. So, you know, definitely COVID, you know, is going to have an impact impact on, you know, commercial auto insurance prices. And I'm, I'm seeing a hard market come into effect, meaning that, you know, prices may increase and there, you know, high limits on umbrella policies, you know, could be hard to um, access with you know, and could be have very high pricing. So we're, we're keeping a close eye on that, especially with, you know, the new administration. You know, we're not sure if they're going to be pushing for legislation or enactment of higher limits, but, um, you know, it could be a concern whether those limits are going to be available from our carriers and, you know, how affordable. But, you know, that's what we're working every day, you know, day to do at, at Keystone, making sure that, you know, if this does come into play, 
that we have available markets. So we're, we're keeping an eye on, on that as a result of the pandemic. You know, additionally, you know, we do work with our carriers. We've worked with our carriers last year, and I must say they've been very flexible with regard, you know, to pay plans and with regard to providing policy credits. We work closely with Nationwide, and they have been really responsive and generous, you know, to provide policy credits if some of our, you know, the contractors weren't being paid by districts. And we worked um, at Keystone to negotiate fair renewals as well. So we're constantly monitoring the situation. It's ever-changing, you know, for sure. Yeah, well, thanks for that insight, Linda. You know, one of the things, and, and, you know, we laughed about it, about insurance being the least, you know, favorite subject. So my father was an independent insurance agent for many years. So I owe a lot to insurance, which is why I have a, a fondness for even you know, talking about the mundane aspects of it. But one of the things that I learned from him is that the interconnection of the industry to almost everything that's going on out there. So he had to be an observer of, you know, basically his surroundings to be good at his job. And, uh, you know, that's something I carry forward. So I think so many things are interconnected with relation to, you know, school transportation. You guys are, you know, out in the field seeing things. I'm just curious about what your observations are about the future of, you know, the yellow bus and student transportation, you know, moving forward. Well, I can speak to that, Kurt. So, you know, I think these observations even come out, you know, about, you know, because of the pandemic, we are seeing, of course, you know, the electric bus come into play and we're already talking to our insurance carriers on, you know, how we're going to insure that. And of course, we we think it might be a little more costly on the physical damage side. We're watching the legislation and reading to see if there's going to be, you know, minim- minimum limits of liability being put into play. I think sometimes that buses get thrown into the trucking industry and maybe trucking may- needs to increase their limits of liability. But, you know, we feel as an industry, you know, the bus industry may not need the, the same limits as trucking. So, constantly monitoring and trying to advocate, you know, what limits, you know, should be made available for, you know, the the school transportation industry. Also seeing maybe some other coverages besides, you know, you know, insuring the buses, such as employment practices liability. You know, I think this new administration is not going to be tolerant of discrimination or harassment or wrongful termination. So I think it's going to be very important for you know, school bus contractors to carry that type of insurance, as well as pollution insurance. If there's any kind of, you know, pollution tank on the premises, any fuel tank, it would be a good idea to carry pollution coverage as well. We also see, you know, with COVID that our carriers do not want to pay for COVID claims. So I don't, I look for carriers to maybe exclude, you know, coverage for that in GL policies as well. But, you know, like you said, it's, you know, it's ever changing, you know, and Lori and I always discuss this, that, you know, there's so much reading to keep up on, whether it's, you know, the, you know, school transportation or, you know, legislation, you know, we're always trying to, or what's going on with the the associations, Lori and I are always trying to, you know, involve each other and, you know, did you hear this? Did you hear that? You know, this is going on. So um, it's like I said, it's it's just been ever changing. Yeah. And I think that also speaks to, you know, the importance of being in an association because we do have regular exchanges of those information, 
you know, sessions, both formally and informally. So that's my pitch for anyone out there who's not an NSTIA member, why it's important to become a member. As, as we close out, kick this over to Lori to talk about what are the specific ways that NSTA partners with Keystone. Okay, sounds great, Kurt. Before I move on to that, just quickly, I was going to say that the other thing that um, I want to just to touch base on quickly here is that the driver shortage you know, coming from my HR background and uh, all of that, that does concern me as an observation for the future for the contractors and, you know, certainly the students that are going to be riding the buses. So, you know, I'd, I'd love to be part of uh, working with the NSTA on, you know, how do we elevate the perception of the bus driver so that the industry is able to recruit and retain great drivers. And so I think that that will be something that uh, moving forward will be a key to the industry being safe and interesting uh, for people to um, to come to work for. But in saying that, you asked about how do we partner with NSTA? Well, as I mentioned earlier, my involvement Uh, with the association has been to be the dedicated resource for the relationship. But one of the things we do is we bring value to NSCA through articles, webinars. We participate in committees and focus groups. We support you financially through sponsorships and non-dues revenue in support of your initiatives. As I, you know, I think that, you know, Keystone has access to products, but, you know, we also have the expertise and our consultative service, all of which allow us to solve unique challenges for your clients, our clients and your members. You know, we have an entire team of Keystone resources that support the NSTA along with your members. We have our program director, Linda, who's with us today. I'm sure many of the listeners have met a few of our independent insurance advisors. If you've not had the opportunity, be sure to let me know and I can get you connected. We also have a dedicated team of risk management, compliance, and claims people. And our carriers round out that team. Linda talked about our carriers and how we work with them. So, you know, with that, I think, Kurt, we've recently established a new carrier relationship to provide workers' comp coverage across the nation for NSTA members. So we're always looking for new opportunities to bring value to the association, whether that's through product or services. We're also working with our Keystone Risk Managers to provide access to expanded risk control services in the coming months. You know, our resources are, and I think Linda may have mentioned this, that, you know, she negotiates with our carriers so that the terms of everyone's renewals are competitive and that they have the right coverages in place. So we'll continue to stay on that as well. But I think that, you know, as we navigate 2021 and the road ahead, you know, we're going to continue to be that advocate, not only for our clients, but also for all members of NSTA. Yeah, thanks for that. And also, you know, being such a great partner for NSTA, both, you know, Lori and, and Linda, for sure. You know, as we we close out and I just wanted to, to mention that, you know, we're going to be doing an upcoming, you know, webinar to be announced with Keystone topic to be determined uh, through our manufacturer suppliers and technology committee. But, you know, those kind of regular communications, including what you do in the newsletter are so vitally important for folks. So if you hadn't, haven't had a chance to look at, um, you know, what Keystone has written in past editions of the newsletter, I would uh, strongly suggest that you do that. As time is running short here, unfortunately, I, I do want to give everybody an opportunity to connect with uh, either Lori or Linda. So if you could tell us how to find you in case folks have questions, you know, about insurance, about coverage, you know, just about, you know, 
student transportation in general. How can they find you? And I'll start with I'll start with Linda first. Sure. You know, you can reach out to our website. Um, or, you know, we have different, you know, I think we're on the actually NSTA website as well. There's a connection there, but you can reach me at, we have a new new phone system. Um, you can reach me at 570-473-2810 and it's keystoneinsurancegroup.com would take you to our website. Yeah, I think that the other thing is, is that uh, our standard website is www.keystoneins.com grp.com. We have an industry-specific page for school transportation. It gives them the opportunity to request information, but they can also check us out on our social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. And certainly, um, email is lsimpson at keystoneinsgrp.com, or certainly by phone anytime on my cell, 570-490-4210. Great. Thanks so much. Once again, our guest at uh, NSTA, the bus stop, Lori Simpson. She's Association Affinity Manager for Keystone Insurers Group and Linda Neff, Director of School Transportation at Keystone. So ladies, thanks so much for joining us for Women's History Month here at NSTA, the bus stop, and I wish you both well. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you thanks so much for having us.